everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Child of Surviving a Narcissistic Cult. In today's episode, I want to talk about getting back in touch with your body. When you grow up in an abusive home, especially with narcissists, you are forced to be out of touch with yourself and how you feel and the needs that your body has. You're so accustomed to having to serve everyone else and pretend that you're okay that you forget that you also have needs. This is kind of the first step in um, healing your body after surviving trauma. And as I was out driving today, running some errands, I was remembering this time when I was much younger. I may have been 16 at the time, and I was with my best friend's family. We were driving to the coast to meet up with a bunch of people from their church who were doing a camp out down um, near the ocean. And I remember getting out of the car once we got there and my body started to shake, which was not unusual for me. And I didn't think anything of it, but I remember one of the kids pastors came up to me and said, I'm gonna get you a blanket. And I remember looking at him and being confused and saying, but I'm not cold. And he said, but you're shaking. And I said, well, I just do this. I was so out of touch with my body and my own needs that I didn't even understand that I was cold. I thought that maybe I was just anxious. I wasn't sure what was going on. I didn't understand why my body was shaking. But after sitting in a car with a blanket and the heat on, would you know, it stopped. I was cold. Something as simple as that, I was so disconnected from. And when we grow up in these environments that are so incredibly unsafe, when we don't know if we're safe at any given moment, we disconnect. We do not pay attention to our own needs. We are constantly hypervigilant in surveying the landscape around us and figuring out if we're going to be okay from one moment to the next, if someone's going to blow up on us, if we're going to receive unkind words, if we're going to be ignored. It's really difficult to learn to care for yourself and to learn to be observant of yourself in those kinds of situations. Now, I've had several of these moments as I have gone through my healing journey where I realized that something that was normal to me wasn't actually something that was normal. One of those things was I used to have incredibly painful stomach aches after eating. And it was so bad that it felt debilitating. I wanted to lay down after eating almost every meal. And I thought that that was normal. In fact, I thought it was so normal that I didn't even talk about it to anyone. No one even knew that I had these horrible gut aches and these sharp pains in my stomach. It was just something that I carried around inside of me and that I disconnected from because it wasn't safe to be inside my body. As I came out of the abusive situation and moved away from home, I discovered that I actually had a severe allergy to gluten. Now, had I lived in a home with parents that were healthy and safe and who paid attention to me, this would have been diagnosed early on, but instead I lived with it 
for almost 20, actually over 20 years. It took me several years after leaving home to discover that this was what I was dealing with and this was what was causing not only my stomach pain, but hives on my body that would just show up. Um, I would get hives on my face, my neck, sometimes my arms or my chest. And I just thought that it was all normal, a part of me being alive. And it wasn't. It was something that I was struggling with that I had no idea about. And when we're so disconnected from our bodies, we don't take inventory on things that other people would consider unusual. We just live with them. We are, as Lisa Romano would say, below the veil of consciousness. We are not operating on a higher awareness, at least not of ourselves. I would say that for me, I was hyper aware of everything else but myself. I was very in tune with other people's emotions, but I was not in tune with my own. I was very in tune with what was wrong with other people, but not with myself. Feeling what I was feeling, whether it be anything that was negative, was not safe. It was not safe to be angry. It was not safe to be sad. It was not safe to have a physical problem because when you bring that to your parents and they discount it or they tell you you're making it up, you start to believe them. I mean, you have no other place to go. You don't have anyone else to bring it to and you wouldn't even think to as a child. I mean, your parents are your everything. They are your little G gods. Now coming out of these relationships or these family dynamics, it's so important that you are present with yourself and that you almost sit in the seat of an observer and observe yourself, how you feel from moment to moment, how you feel after you eat, like me. Do you have allergies? Do you have stress symptoms? You need to be aware and you need to bring awareness back to yourself when it has been so forced outwards so that you can start to heal your body. Now a lot of you will have stress and symptoms along with possible complex PTSD, um, issues with abandonment, fear of abandonment, um, fear of being judged, um, and a hyper-awareness of a lot of things that really don't deserve your attention. And it's going to take a long time to reel back in all of the tendrils you have out to everyone else to see how they're doing and to really focus on yourself and figure out how you are. Life after surviving a narcissistic parent and that kind of a childhood is very difficult. There are so many things at play and you almost kind of have to start over and reparent yourself as if you were a little kid because chances are you never got to be that little kid. You never got to figure out what brings you joy or say, hey, mommy, this hurts. And not having those things, it really holds you back in so many ways. There's so much pain, there's so much fear, there's so much loss involved in it. All these things that you should have had that you didn't get. So make sure when you are sitting in that seat of the observer, when you are watching yourself and you're paying attention to yourself, that it is coming from a place of compassion. You have been abandoned, likely. You have been neglected. You have been abused. You have been told many unkind things about yourself. You've never been encouraged. You've never been listened to. 
You've never been told the truth. You are so, so worthy of compassion and attention. You need that from yourself, and you deserve to have the attention put back on you for once. It's going to feel uncomfortable, and you may discover some things that are tough, and it may be a bottomless or seemingly bottomless pit of things that you need to work on. Take it one thing at a time. You can't just dive in over your head or you'll drown. It takes real focus and real compassion to just take one thing as it comes and to work through it and to be kind to yourself. I know so many times I would get so frustrated with myself and feel like I'm never going to be able to overcome this because I'm so weak, I have so many needs, I am so vulnerable, and to not really understand that it's okay that I am where I am, it's not my fault, and I am not to blame for what I didn't receive as a child, what I wasn't taught, um, or for the deficiencies that are within me now because of how neglected I was. These things did not come from me, but they are now within me. And we have to recognize as we're working through these really, really hard things and as we get frustrated with ourselves for where we feel like we're failing, that we understand that this isn't our fault. And that's not to say that we don't have to work through it or that we don't have to take accountability now for what we do when, as we go forward because that's really important and that's likely where our parents failed. But we have to understand deeply that these things that we're struggling with, we didn't do them on purpose. It wasn't, it wasn't from us. Our lack of ability to understand that we're in pain or to recognize when we're cold or to understand that we don't like certain things, or this hurts us, that hurts us. Our inability to speak up for ourselves or to advocate for ourselves, that's not our fault. But we have to learn how to do those things. We have to learn to observe ourselves and to recognize when we're in pain. No one else can do that for us. We have to really pull our energy back inside of us and focus on what we need. No one else can tell us what we need, only we can. And it's a hard lesson to learn. I mean, likely we've grown up thinking that other people are responsible for our needs because that's what we were taught. I mean, we were responsible for other people's needs and that wasn't fair. We need to understand that no one else knows what we need as an individual. So it's up to us as we move forward and as we are compassionate with ourselves and as we understand deeply that this isn't our fault, that we recognize our needs when we're in pain and start to make considerable action to make a plan to change what we need to change in order for our bodies to heal. Don't be afraid to say no to people or situations that drain you. If you need to be alone, be alone. Rest. Allow your body to rejuvenate. Do things that bring you joy. 
Eat good whole foods. Treat your body with respect. And if someone has the audacity to call you selfish for taking care of yourself, feel free to laugh. You have been through so much. You have put so many other people's needs before your own.